0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of the headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam.
1: Well, happy Friday, Lena.
0: Happy Friday, indeed. And it seems like on the weather front, we're getting a little bit of relief. Yes, rain is still in the forecast, but kind of fingers crossed the worst might be, just might.
1: Fingers crossed, indeed. Yeah. Behind
0: us. uh, Let's start our discussions there. Uh, This is our first weather-related keyword of the day
1: rain subsides
0: so the heavy rain that pounded the central region the past few days have subsided for now but more rain is expected next week so that emergency team very much remains intact
1: it certainly does uh we're getting a little bit of relief for Mm. now as you say but uh yeah there is a lot more rain uh forecast for next week unfortunately uh, for now, though, many of the heavy rain advisories and warnings, they have been lifted uh, for the Greater Seoul area, mm. uh, but there is uh, a chance for more rain. So, authorities, yes, they are still vigilant. They're not letting their guards down just yet. Uh, the heavy rain is affecting areas further down south, though. Uh, Kunsan, for example, saw record amounts of rain mm. uh, yesterday, uh, approximately 100 millimeters per hour. Mm. Uh, that's why officials in those areas are actually preparing for more rain as well. Uh, for example, they're checking for facilities and infrastructure that could be vulnerable to the heavy rain and flash uh, flooding. So they're making preparations for that. Korea is also bracing for the effects of this tropical storm Mulan. And now this could bring even more rain next week. And that rain actually could be heavier (sighs) than what we saw this week. So if it wasn't enough that we had uh, a lot of damages and um, a lot of uh, negative effects from the rain this week it could be worse next week for in terms of the weather forecast for now uh, there's also a stationary front coming from North Korea as well uh, so the rain could come as soon as Liberation day on Monday and could see some heavy downpour starting in the capital region mm-hmm. and Yangsa. Uh, The rain is expected to continue to Tuesday and also head down south uh, again and eventually spread nationwide uh, throughout the days to come. So we'll have to keep a regular check on the weather forecast to Mm. see how the rain is moving.
0: It seems that the fatality numbers keep increasing for the damages done just this week. The latest update we got this morning was a total of uh, 13 deceased and six still missing. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. as far as long-term changes go so that we're better prepared for such incidents, accidents happen and then the government is more keen to respond. And I'm getting more All updates right. on these uh, underground water storages. Have you seen them? They, they look like big tunnels, yeah. right? And, right. Uh, and apparently in regions where they have developed these tunnels, where they hold a large amount of water when there is such downpour, and then released after when things you know calm down, in those regions, the damages were less severe. So perhaps right going forward that can be also be one other element implemented industries of gangnam right
1: right all right
0: yeah. um with that we'll leave our weather updates there as haram said keep weather updates handy going into a brand new week next week too the major traditional holiday is just around the corner for koreans uh let's take a look at how we're going to combat these rising prices this is our second keyword of the day
1: Chusak inflation.
0: So the government plans to increase the supply of key foods in a bit to help curb inflation ahead of the Chusak holiday. Uh, what should we know at this point in time?
1: Right. Well, the government plans to supply a combined 230,000 tons of 20 items of farm, livestock and fisheries products for three weeks in the run up to the extended uh, Chusak holiday. That's happening early next month. Now, the government said it aims to lower the average prices of the 20 items to levels similar to the prices seen during last year's Mm. Trusuk holiday. Uh, Prices of farm products uh, shot up last month due largely to frequent rains and a heat wave as well. Prices of vegetables, for example, they jumped about 26% on year. Uh, The latest record rainfall as well is feared to put more upward pressure on prices of farm products because Mm. there's been a lot of farms that have been uh, affected by the heavy rain. There's Mm. been a lot of flooding there and also the heavy rain itself damages crops as well. Um, To expand the supply of foodstuff, the government plans to release reserve stocks of several farm products Too, Uh, these include Napa cabbages and onions, which do tend to be high in demand during uh, the run up to the holiday. The government also plans to temporarily increase imports as well of agricultural goods. There's some zero tariffs on some of these imported goods as well. Uh, The country also plans to spend an all-time high of 65 billion won to provide discount coupons for Mm. the purchase of uh, farm, livestock and fisheries goods to help ease price pressure. Uh, Now, to support vulnerable people, the government plans to provide a record uh, It's 42.6 trillion won in fresh funds to small firms and merchants to help them meet the demand for cash ahead of the holiday. Uh, This will be up about 2 trillion won from the amount of funds injected ahead of last year's uh, Chuseok. In an an effort to help stabilize inflation as well, Seoul and nine other provincial governments plan to freeze public costs such Mm. as bus and subway fares in the second half. Uh, Now, to reduce the price burden on low-income households, the government will expand discounts for public transit cards as well. It's also going to extend its support program that's designed to ease the cost of buying some daily necessities until next year. So Mm -hmm. whether these programs will have a long-term effect remains to be seen, but for the short term anyway, Mm -hmm. these are some of the measures that the government is implementing in order to alleviate some of the inflationary pressure that's kind of been gripping the country mm. pretty much throughout this year
0: All right, so ahead of a major uh, holiday for us in South Korea some price control and supply upping, as you've said Let's move on to our third keyword of the day Inflation trend So Finance Minister Chu ho has weighed in on the inflation situation uh, What did he have to say?
1: Right. So he says inflation is likely to slow down after the Tuesday holiday and it may peak no later than in October. So it seems like a bit of a rosier outlook from Mm. the government. But he did note that the government still needs to check the impact of the latest downpours on the supply of farm products. He said the government may need one or two more months to kind of gauge whether annual inflation could top 5% this year. Uh, in June, the government did raise its 2022 inflation outlook to a 14-year high of 4.7%. The Bank of Korea forecasts consumer prices to rise 4.5% uh, this year, mm. considering that central banks, mostly across the world, have a target inflation range of 2%. We're well above double that figure now. Mm. So it just goes to show the extent of how bad the inflation rates is rising at the moment, not just in Korea, but uh, across the world as well.
0: That's right. And in in this complicated, I suppose, interrelated economies, if you will, uh, there is a lot of outliers and uh, elements of wheat is out of control for us. For example, the oil and uh, grain prices that seem to be relatively under control than before. But can we Mm. really affect the outcome of the rising prices there? All right. So a lot of I do think red flags that still remain, but a rosy outlook from the government indeed.
1: That's right. I mean, we do tend to uh, try and put uh, the government anyway is trying to put in measures uh, that can control domestic issues that affect prices. But as you say, there are a lot of geopolitical and external factors as well. So Mm. it remains to be seen how effective those measures the government takes are in terms of Uh, kind of subsiding or putting an end to this inflation or trying to bring it down a little bit anyway.
0: All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day.
1: Thad non-negotiable.
0: So Korea says the issue of the deployment of the U.S. that anti-missile system in South Korea is not subject to negotiation. In fact, it's a matter of national security. This comes after China claims Seoul promised to limit its operations. This is causing concern of further tensions between, of course, the neighbors.
1: That's right. So this does kind of There's still a bit of a... Uh difference in stances and a kind of a difference in interpretation of the mm. issue, even after uh, Foreign Minister Pat Jin visited China and held talks with his Chinese counterpart uh, in uh, China. Now the Presidential Office said it expects to normalize the operation of the military base that hosts THAAD by around end August, so it certainly means that THAAD is well in operation. now. Right. That the top office said was not subject to negotiation. Now, a presidential official told reporters that the government maintains a consistent position that THAAD is a means of self defense to protect the lives and safety of Korean nationals. Uh, on Wednesday, the Chinese foreign ministry claimed that South Korea had agreed to limit the operation of the THAAD battery in Songju. It also claimed Seoul agreed to stick to these uh, three nose principles that were uh, carried over from the Moon administration, or not carried over, rather, from the mm. Moon administration. Uh, and Seoul has denied all the claims by the Chinese foreign ministry. So it's definitely a difference in interpretation and a difference in stance in terms of the THAAD issue. Now, asked when the THAAD operation is expected to be normalized, the official said it is progressing at a fast pace and will likely be almost normalized by the end of August. But the presidential office later clarified the official was talking about normalization of the base not of the Thaad operation mm. now the official also said the government is trying to determine uh, the intentions behind china's claim whether it is simply uh, just a a, um, a loss in translation or right. just a misinterpretation of the issue or if it has other agendas mm. now the official added that the presidential office received no material as well from the previous moon Jae-in administration regarding the three nose principle during the transition period. So it seems like the THAAD operation and plans and policies Mm. are still well in place, despite Mm. China being strongly opposed to it. It's been opposed to it ever since it was deployed on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, And of course, the UN administration as well has been steering more towards uh, more military deterrence against Mm. North Korean threats. Um, So of course, THAAD is a part of that. So it's not likely that the UN administration will be scrapping the anti-missile system simply because China is opposed to it.
0: All right, let's leave it there for now and take a look at the country's COVID-19 situation. This is our last keyword of the day.
1: COVID reinfection.
0: So we have more studies on what's happening with this resurgence. Numbers um, deciphered to better help us understand the narrative, recent studies show that COVID-19 reinfections are occurring at a shorter interval than before. Tell us the details.
1: Right. Well, the average duration between the first and second infection was about five months in July. That's two months shorter than in June. That's according to the latest analysis of viral reinfections by the Central Disease Control headquarters. Now, the proportion of reinfections among the total number of new daily cases also rose from the 2% range in the fourth week of June to over 5.4% in the fourth week of July. Now, the analysis also showed that approximately half of all recent reinfections were found among unvaccinated individuals, which Mm -hmm. isn't really surprising. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another demographic breakdown found that roughly the same percentage of reinfections were also in people aged 17 uh, and younger. Now, more than 36% of reinfections were BA.2 cases of the Omicron subvariant that followed an initial infection of the BA.1 Omicron subvariant as well. This indicates that there were more reinfection cases of the Omicron strain and its subvariants than with the previous Delta uh, strain. Mm. Uh, and meanwhile, amid all this, health authorities are again urging high risk groups to get second boosters if they are eligible uh, for it. So, yeah, it seems like we're not really out of the grip of COVID-19 just yet. Although the headlines have been dominated by the rain so far, COVID still does remain a risk.
0: Thank you very much, Arun, for thorough coverage all throughout this week. Have a safe weekend and we'll speak to you again
1: next Monday. You're very welcome. Have a safe weekend. See you next week.